Hey, Corey. We're drinking some coffee. We're getting our morning started. And we're talking about some Jewish festivals, some Jewish holidays that are on the calendar that maybe we've never even heard of before. And they're important to God. They're important to Jesus. They're important to us. Yes. You're talking about different months having symbolism too. And this month is all about the Father. Part of this month is also going to be about kind of a romantic love with Jesus. Yeah, it's going to be very good. Elul is very cool. Actually, my wedding ring actually has the inscription that is what the word Elul means. So uh, that's going to be fun. We're going to come back next week and uh, talk about that at 7.15 next Friday as well. And the week after that, I'm going to introduce you to the Hebrew version of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, we've been praying it from the, our New Testament, which was taken from Greek, so we're going to give you a taste of what it is to go back and how is it redefined in the way that Jesus uh, shared it. So today we're in the month of Av still, and we're looking at the Father and been talking about why our English Bible translators have taken out his name from our Bibles 6,828 times. It's supposed to be there. Yeah. But most of the time it's not, unless you have one of those unusual Bibles that actually puts it in there. And we tested Corey's uh, versions, and none of her versions actually uh, held on to the name. One did Yahweh 600 times. Yeah. The other changed it, and the other uh, just different names. had, had, anoint, had uh, Adonai or Lord. So... It was t pretty typical, and you'd be sad to notice that when you go, uh, whether you read on uh, online, I, I typically read online so I can have a lot of parallel versions, so that's typically the way I do on my phone or on the computer, but however you do, you may be surprised, you could look at just a couple of verses and discover if his name is there or not, and you're going to be surprised that you have, like you could just go to Psalm 23 and, and see if it says the Lord is my shepherd, which is not what he wrote. So there's loads of challenging moments there to say, why is that name not there? And there's an answer to the question. It's not what you think. You probably, if you've ever talked to anybody Jewish, uh, and ask that question, they would say his name is too holy to speak. We don't say it, we don't speak it, we don't write it down. Mm -hmm. They won't write it down in case it's ever thrown away. Mm. So it's uh, they've they've got all kind of things that they've that these uh, rabbis have made up through the years. But the truth is a little bit different because you got to ask yourself for the Jews, what would ever make them stop saying the name of God? Mm -hmm. Now, they've kind of spun a story that it goes back way, 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 way back long before Jesus and that uh, some of them just, well, they just make up stories. But the fact is there was a day and a long time, most of their history, when they proclaimed the name of God and when Jehovah was on their tongue all the time, including the time of Jesus. But something happened. What happened? So, I told you earlier there was a bunch of revolts when the Jews would battle against Rome. The last one, the last great war, uh, was uh, in 138 was when it ended. It was about four years, but it was called the Bar Kokhba Revolt. It is a fascinating war to study. Uh, sad, obviously, because they lost, but Emperor Hadrian, a Roman emperor, banned the speaking of the name. That was one of the things, mm -hmm. the end of the war, uh, he banned the speaking of the name Jehovah. He banned the Mosaic Law. He banned Judaism, and he even banned circumcision. So for the Jews, it was a little tough. They were expelled from Jerusalem and forbidden to live within 10 miles of the city. The only day they could go back, just to show you how Rome treated them, uh, it's just mean. But the only day they could go back was Tishbav. When they destroyed the city, they could go back and remember it. And that was it. Mm. They couldn't go in. 
Now, we spend a lot of time in Galilee every time we go to Jerusalem. There's actually a tomb up in Galilee of a rabbi named Hananiah ben Srodion, who was one of ten rabbis who was tortured and executed on the same day by that emperor Hadrian. Now, according to the Talmud, now this is the writing of the Jews themselves. The rabbis wrote this, all right? And what happened? It, it was because Hananiah was teaching from a Torah scroll in public and whenever he came upon that name in the in the Hebrew scriptures yud Hey vav Hey, the four letters he proclaimed the name out loud just like he always did, Yehovah so the Romans wrapped Hananiah in that Torah scroll and burned him at, at the stake mm -hmm. in a very brutal fashion his last words as he burned at the stake as he was on fire came from Deuteronomy 32. Mm -hmm. I mean, what would you think? You've, you're, you're, this is it, your last breath. What does he say? Mm -hmm. I like this guy. For I will proclaim the name of Jehovah. That was the scripture that he chose. Ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. His work is perfect mm -hmm. for all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness, and without iniquity, just and right is he. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for I will proclaim the name of Jehovah. Mm -hmm. They can kill him, but they ain't going to kill him. So, as that was happening, and that's a horrible death, nine other rabbis were tortured and brutally martyred on the same way, different ways, not all were burned. Mm. But the message was heard loud and clear. And after such a brutal display by the Romans, the rabbinic Sanhedrin decided that they would rather obey than die. So, they ruled that the rabbis would stop speaking the name of God out loud. And here is the law they still obey when they read from their Tanakh, the Old Testament, Whenever they come to any of the 6,828 times it says those four letters, uh, yud Hey vav Hey, they read it silently as Yehovah, but not out loud, just silently. But if they need to say it aloud, they speak it at an I, which is the word Lord. Mm. They still follow this today without the threat of death from Rome. And here's, this, here's the odd part of this that drives me crazy. They read the stories of the ten martyrs every year on Tishpav. What actually happened? Mm. So there's no reason to spend a bunch of stories. You're actually reading what happened. And why in the world? Well, I'll, I'll get to that. And they still follow that today without any threat. In their pride, somewhere along the way, they said, you can't make us stop saying God's name. It's our choice. We choose not to say it. It's our choice because it's too holy to say. And they spun their own little story, but that's just not what happened. Meanwhile, the Orthodox Jews claim the tradition of not speaking the name isn't based on some historical happening. It's based on their understanding of the third commandment, you shall not take his name in vain. Now, here's the deal. They've declared that just saying his name is taking it in vain. Mm. How would you like someone to say that just saying the name Corey is taking it in vain? Mm. I mean, that's just ridiculous. The law against taking God's name in vain forbids swearing falsely by his name, as in, I swear this is the truth, so help me, Jehovah, when in fact you're lying. That's taking his name in vain. They ignore the actual law and write their own law that redefines it and supersedes it. They say all expressions of his name take it in vain. And they say when the Tanakh says to speak the name, it doesn't mean that. Mm. I mean, isn't that great just to rewrite your Bible? But to just refer to the name or something great that God has done. And that, in, in essence, is the problem with the rabbinic and orthodox mentality that places as great an authority on the words of these rabbis as it does on the words of God. 
To them, God's word isn't the final statement of truth. It's just one of the opinions. Mm. So when it came time for English language translation of the Bible, obviously, I had to turn to rabbis to learn Hebrew, right? And this is, these guys are brilliant guys that spend a lifetime learning a language in order to do this. But they turned to the rabbis for Hebrew standards and instructions. And the and these Jewish rabbis, they taught them to stumble over the same stumbling block they were tripping over. You don't translate the name of God, you replace it, you refer to it. Well, what's odd is Mark 7 says this, you nullify, which is make the word of God of no effect or powerless through your tradition, which you've handed down and many such things you do. That's what Jesus said. And for the last 500 years, since the Bible was first translated into English by William Tyndale, Almost every translator and Bible publisher has chosen to not translate the name of God from Hebrew into English as use Lord in capital letters instead. Some years back, I noticed the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops issued directives that says this. This, I think, was 2008. That the name of God in the form of the Tetragrammaton is neither to be used nor pronounced in the liturgy for the purpose of showing reverence for the divine name. So, the question is... And I'm, we'll look at this next. Is God's name really too holy to speak? Mm. Well, the Bible says, obviously, otherwise, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, hundreds and thousands of times. And we'll walk through that next.